0: Hey guys, this is, oh my god, I think it's only episode 3 of the quarantine version of this, which is super tragic, because I definitely thought I'd be, you know, going stir-crazy and having to make one of these every week, and therefore you guys would be able to listen to my beautiful voice every week. But um, things never seem to go as planned, and I have zero excuses, except, you know, there's the a global pandemic going on and I've actually been working full-time still so not a lot has changed in terms of my schedule and in terms of responsibilities if anything I've just taken on a whole lot more which is lovely except that now I can't get to the gym to punch it out (laughs) when I need it um I hope everyone's doing well really fun news every time I open um my app to to create this, which is obviously far in between. Um, I, I get to see the rise of of listens, and that's really cool. So I'm I'm close to about six hundred listens, which is crazy to me because I only have a few episodes. And just to hear that people are at least tuning in is and and this year I got to get some messages saying you know top podcast um, for people's uh, what you might call it wrap up. So that was very cool. Um, I had this whole episode planned of, you know, believe it or not, there's some research that goes into these and I don't just start talking, although sometimes I do just start talking. Um, So I had this whole episode planned around um, building trust and communication. And uh, I think a lot of it stemmed from, getting into somewhat of a healthier relationship. And I was really starting to see where where trust had been broken previously and how it was affecting a new relationship and how communication was really the only way to help bridge the gap between what I know from previous relationships and what I'm bringing with me. Um, into a new one and and keeping that line of communication open where there is no anger and and there there is no actual action that you're taking towards the new person that's based on old um, old pain. And that is an interesting balance because you want to express why you're hesitant and why you're scared and why these things, but you don't want to blame. And so, That was a really interesting study into, um, you know, and when I say study, I mean even going to therapy and and things like that. So I I got back into therapy. I just didn't think I'd be able to do the online version. And luckily, I already knew my therapist and and it was a pretty easy transition. Um, But with that said, definitely recommend during this period of time because they're. There's some coping mechanisms you may have thought that you had under check and that are really just, they're not really thrown out during this, but they certainly are being challenged differently. And there are things that you thought you had uh, sorted or you thought you had worked through that will just appear with new experiences. And when you are in a situation like the pandemic, where you are isolated and... You don't have the same distractions and you don't, and you have extra worries, you have extra external uh, anxieties. They, you start to notice that even the fundamentals that you had might not be holding up as strong, which is completely valid. And uh, they are the same kind of exercises, I definitely find. But one of the things that my therapist mentioned was that in order to protect yourself you don't have to bulldoze or steamroll through your feelings and that's what we tend to do we say okay I'm feeling this now I recognize why I'm feeling this and then we break it down and we try to resolve it really quickly and there are just certain emotions that that shouldn't take that quick fix or that move through let's just go through the motions so that we can um we'll just go through the motions so that we can get from a to b and then we're just forgetting the whole in between and what you're doing is you're kind of forgetting to feel and and you're definitely sending the message that these emotions aren't valid enough to sit with and i th- what what she mentioned was that there is a huge difference between sitting with them and and giving them validation and saying I understand why I'm feeling this way and just allowing yourself to feel that way versus okay I can see why I feel this way how do I start feeling this way so that's a lot of what I had been doing and that was and it, it kind of brings up how unresolved a lot of these things are now I don't know if this is the same for everyone obviously I never speak for someone else but it could help. And I have found that that is the feedback from this that is, you know, you're saying something I'm going through. Or sometimes I get the the lovely messages of, it sounds like you're speaking to me, or it sounds like exactly what I'm going through. And there's just such this this connection between people that you don't even notice or recognize that this is the part of being human, is that you're going through these things in tandem, with other people and we're kind of acting as if we're all floating through this and bumping into each other but if you take time and listen and sometimes if you take time and speak which is why I use this is um, there's so much emphasis on you have to listen but sometimes to get people to start talking you have to talk yourself and you have to open up yourself and that's kind of what I use this for and I feel like my my point of of making this episode about trust and communication was really because we there's all different versions of what trust is and we tend to we tend to over overpackage what something like trust is so at least i did Um, you know, I had lost trust in someone. And, And keep in mind that everything that I've experienced adds validity to how I feel, even if I want to resolve it, or even if I want to try to sit with it. Everything that I've experienced just brings a, I understand why you're feeling this way. However, and it's really within that however that we have some movement towards what we can do because new experiences will keep coming up that will that will by necessity try to compact together with old ones and so you know dating when you're when you're older it would be very naive to think that other people don't bring their own um, I'm not going to even call them issues, but their own experiences and their own lessons and their own um, things that they've just really hit a wall with, and or that they bring with them. And a lot of people like to call them baggage. It's fine. I the terminology I don't think really affects it as much as some of them are more negative, and they really feel like they're they're holding you back or holding you down. And there's a way to bring your experiences into it without it being something that holds you back, but but just something that m- makes you aware. And, you know, we have all these terms for red flags and for, for things, but my red flags are going to be different than your red flags, as in uh, those are my boundaries and those are my limits and those are the things that I see. And, and as you get to know somebody new, you start to realize that, something you couldn't trust someone before with or you learned not to trust them with doesn't mean that this new person, even upon acting a similar way, brings that same conclusion. Um so the 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 idea of trust is really interesting when you start to really break it down into what, what is it that makes you trust people and uh Brene Brown discusses how there's this she actually refers to it as a jar but like a jar of marbles and whereas I've always called it a bank and I've said this to my friends that you know if they if they they don't message me for like a few weeks or something happens or they're going through something and they're like I'm so sorry they'll be so apologetic to or or like I missed out on that from you because I was going through something else. And then I've always told them, you know, but you've built up this bank of trust because you, you've you been such a good friend that if something happens, what it is, is it's out of character. It doesn't define you and it doesn't define our friendship. And that just means... We do this very subconsciously, by the way. it it If you look into why we trust people... You'll start to realize very different, weird things about it, and so much of it is is based on the little things. And so sometimes if you break it down and, and you ask why you trust a friend or why you trust a family member or, or just anything, you start to say things like uh, you know i th- they bought me they bought me food when I, I forgot my wallet." you know it's like really, really a small." things that for them was probably very natural but it's in that natural that you start to say you know that's a person that won't let me down and uh, or they think about me when they're making a decision or something happened and they felt like calling me and those kind of little things that are consistent really start to create this bank of friendship and and or of trust And they're they're all really the same thing for this purpose. And so when you're meeting somebody new, you haven't really created those banks now. Friends, they start as you get older as well. A lot of your friends have been around for a very long time. New friends, however, really need to put in some effort. You both do. You need to put in effort to see each other. You need to you need to start building up that bank. And then once you do, and you see that consistency over time, uh, you don't need a lot of time, but you definitely do need those things to create patterns. And once you see those, if they, you know, however you want to label it, drop the ball, or if they miss something important, or if they do something, you don't mind as much because you know that that's actually a fluke versus that's a consistent thing for them. And then again, as you start to realize that that's just how patterns work you start to find them slowly and you start to build that line of where are they deviating? And that, again, that takes time, but it also can take multiple points of effort built over time or in small increments. So the thing about dating is you don't build that up um, very quickly unless you hear of, this is why you hear of the, you know, um, a person can come into your life and treat you better for two months than someone did for two years and this is a perfect example of how the the bank is just constantly being fed for those two months that you start to to get to rapidly move through the motions and you start to trust a lot faster and to be fair you're probably looking for more things because you're aware of how it can break So this whole was to create, you know, yes, it was potentially stimulated this conversation or this study that I've been trying to look into and and working with my therapist over is it's I am constantly in conversation and communication with myself in order to rebuild that trust, because if you've gone through I mean, you know, you know, you come to this, you're always going to get some pretty personal information from me. So, <laughs> here you go. If you come from an abusive relationship, whether it is physical, emotional, uh, you know, filled with gaslighting, filled of a combination of all of them, whatever version of a a potentially toxic relationship, especially if you come from one, you you go into a um, state of constant vigilance because the worst thing that happens is you you start to not trust your own instincts you you have to turn back and say why did i let this happen you have to search for some sort of level of accountability unless of course you got out of it right away which is not my case Um, and some people it's you know there's a turn and there's a change and when that change comes they can't get out of it and that's being very good with recognizing your own boundaries and your limits and how much you're willing to to put up with or or not which is very healthy and very good I however was not that person Um, and I had to come to terms with the fact that uh, prolonged exposure is really what made it so bad so I knew from before the relationship even started about some of the, key, the things because they happened before. And so when people were asking me, like, why didn't you get out of it? Or, um, you know, did you not see it? The reality is I saw it from very early on and I did nothing um, except stay. And that is very, very hard for me personally to, to have that conversation with myself that is, yes, it was not my fault a lot of what happens, but I had accountability into staying and the longer I stayed, the more, again, prolonged exposure meant the harder it would be to shake some of these, because you can create a negative bank as well. And so that's that's sort of what I was creating. But the funny thing is what you end up doing is you really, really attach yourself to the smallest positive things and that means their pattern is in the negative but it's so noticeable the positive things and you tell yourself that as long as you can get through the bad things you can you can you, you'll you get these little nuggets of good and you hope that the nuggets of good just become more of the pattern rather than the bad uh now that wasn't that wasn't my case and that is completely fine and it is something that you you can see the um, residual effects that it has on you, and they no longer are debilitating for me. They no longer make me stand still, which is a very, very big, great thing. But the one thing I definitely did notice was how low my trust in, in my own ability to see if this would happen again, and... Not just if I would see it, but would I fight for myself this time? And I have no doubt in my mind that I that I would, but I certainly did wonder what it if I could see these things, um, and if they if they would have the impact that I thought. See, for me, so much of it was um, finding understanding in the person, and I really needed to to understand. And the more I understood, the more I saw what they were doing and why. And the why made it okay. And that that's, I think that's the biggest problem is, so anyway, fast forward to uh, two years, give or take, more probably of really kind of shitty situations Um, within going into the dating world. I mean, ghosting, what is that? You know, <laughs> I hate the fact that I know that that existed. And uh, that that exists, that that's how people treat each other. And I'm not talking about the, like, you were having good conversations and then they disappeared. I'm saying full-blown, you are at each other's house, you are spending time with each other, you are making plans, and they just one day decide that you are not even worth a message to tell you what's going on. And that is just... It does something to you, I'll tell you. Um, and that's where, you know, communication is very much broken. And you could, in my case, I was really attempting to keep the communication, and the communication was great up until then. So it was a complete drop and a complete caught off guard. And those, that that caught off guard is what makes you wonder, what else could I miss? What else could catch me off guard? And you really get in this perpetual state of um, some might call it a self-fulfilling prophecy, but the reality is for you, it's a a state of protection. And my fight or flight is activated to the extent that I start to say, maybe I should just leave, maybe I should just go, maybe I should just run because there's a chance that this could happen and that I won't see it coming. And when you learn, it's basically like when you learn I mean, we all know that we're mortal, but the first time something bad happens to you, you break, you break something, you you hit something really hard, the first time you don't recover as well, it hits you like out of it 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 just becomes a reality that you are are not that you are breakable. And I think that's exactly the same effect that it has. Um I definitely can see that with the the more recent relationship that I was hesitant but doing very well and when he asked me to trust him I oddly did um as in there were so many reasons uh to to trust and I still do and I still do trust because I have to as in it's not helpful for me anymore to go through an exercise of why i don't trust you and all of the reasons you could be lying and going through the motions of if this is a lie then all of that is too and where can i pinpoint them and where can i find them this exercise is exhausting and horrible and so if you take it as i trust what you're saying and i believe in you then you can you can see the relationship for for what it really is now that's just my situation currently and unfortunately i mean he's not going to listen to this this is already 21 minutes in so it would not i'm not at risk of that but unfortunately it has not taken the direction forward that I would have liked or was learning to like and it's unfortunate that's it's a shame it's kind of one of those it sucks um things but I do have to trust that we are adults and that when we say things um that we mean them and whether it's trust or you know, blind belief, because I have to, it doesn't really matter. Not when the outcome is the same. And in this case, the outcome is still in the form of an end. What I thought I was working towards is done. What I thought we were working towards, where I thought we were going my next week, my week after not my future per se we we weren't there and I wasn't I don't do that anymore but my plans my direction has changed and that is that's a huge loss for me especially now um especially during this this one will take a while and that's okay (laughs) um I'm happy that I trusted someone, again, to be honest. I was worried I wouldn't have it in me. Um, It's just really unfortunate it went the way it did. With that said, there is absolutely no reason to call this an end or a stop to move forward, without someone, of course, but to move forward because you need it and I am I've you know been asked if I am angry about it if I felt I was misled if you know whatever reason but there are things that are out of people's control and I can respect that and understand that and I certainly know that if people because of the, the spectrum of, you know, you could have ghosted, you could have said nothing, you could have phased out, you could have done all of these things, to have an answer as hard as it was um, is actually way better. And so when my friend asked if I was angry, it was a very easy no, because if I was angry, I would be masking what I really feel which is that I am just sad. So spending that time with anger while trying to figure out that simply I was sad and confused um, would be a waste of my time. And it would have... Anger translates to action a lot more than any other emotions really do. So I am very glad I never acted on a superficial feeling that tends to just mask how you really feel I just you know just went straight to the the core of it um and so real sadness you have to sit with and my bank with him has built up enough that I trust and believe everything he's saying the outcome is the same even if he was lying the outcome is the same yes Which is where the sadness is. I can't do anything about it. I can't change it. I can't convince. But. There is a huge difference in the fact that he earned me believing what he says. And so did I. And so do I. That's also really big. So. I'll end this here. To say Thank you so much for listening. I think I can elaborate more on some of these things that are happening based on some conversations I've had, especially recently with some friends following the same thing. Um, Yeah. Sucks. (laughs) But we'll be okay. Um, And that's what I trust so we'll get there and you guys are the best and I think we need to have more discussions like this and by discussions I mean thanks for listening talk to you soon bye